Welcome to it. It is Chewing the Fat. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. For those of you that are planning on doing a little shopping on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend holiday getaway, if you're listening to this show, um, you know, after the 25th of November 2020, it is the, uh, you know, the final show of the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that if you're going to look for a chess set, uh, it may be sold out. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. Uh, it'll be okay. According to uh, game analyst, I'm sorry, a toy analyst, um, chess sets are sold out everywhere. Apparently, Queen's Gambit on Netflix has got everybody buying chess sets. So, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed Queen's Gambit. I wish it would have been a... I don't, for some reason, I want chess stories to be real stories. We talked about this. And uh, I want chess stories to be, you know, based on true life stories, which this wasn't. So, you know, it was still a great show. I enjoyed the heck out of it. But, it, you know, it wasn't uh, based on a true story. And you still have, by the way, checkers and backgammon. And you may be able to find the games that have the, you know, the all-in-one, the triple games, right? Where they have chess, checkers, um, backgammon, and maybe even... Uh, do they still call it Chinese checkers? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, the checkers with the diamonds. and the, Is that still called Chinese checkers? I don't know. It is in my world. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I almost forgot. I mean, I'm recording for the first time in a long time, recording Chewing the Fat back in the Blaze Studios. Um, it feels I'm outside of the bunker today, and it's just kind of kind of weird. But it uh, feels good. feels good to be back in the studio. And for those of you that were, you know, that want to play along, I'll watch you behind the curtain a little bit. I'm going to pull back the curtain just a little bit for you. Um you know, when I was sitting in uh, during the Pat Unleashed program this morning and all week, uh, we had a lot of fun. And by the way, Pat Gray will join us on Chewing the Fat uh, later on in the show today. Uh, he was all wound up about college football, so we got to talk a little bit about that with Pat. Um, we may get to some politics. You never know. I don't know. I don't know. What be, probably not. I just want to talk football with Pat. But uh, we had some issues at the very beginning of the show. And there were some issues uh, throughout the show. And then so at the beginning of this broadcast, which isn't really the beginning of this broadcast since it's a podcast, and even though I say you could be listening live, you really can't be. I know. And uh, so there was uh, an issue with some switchover switches. <laughs> Technology today, man. <laughs> wow, you just uh, you just can't. By the technology. Anyway, the uh, we have you know there was a, a mix up and we were uh, apparently live on Blaze Radio Network uh, momentarily uh, as we were trying to get the Chewing the Fat podcast started. 
today uh, during the recording of it. And uh, there may have been some things said that shouldn't have been. But just remember, this is the internet. And so it's okay. It's okay. No, Jeffy, I can't live with this. I just can't. Bye. I mean, no, don't, Christian. No, don't. Um, I'm not advocating anyone for, of taking care of that. I'm not advocating anyone of doing that. Just over a silly mistake. Anyway, uh, I just want to say welcome. And I, I'm ready for Thanksgiving myself. I'm telling you, my wife has got everything laid out. And I'm willing to follow You know, some of the rules that they've laid out for us that we're supposed to follow now to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks to the CDC. And we've talked a little bit about some of those rules around the country and uh, how, what they expect from us. But uh, one of the things I agree with 100% as you go through here and it's talking about everyone, you know, supposed if you let someone into your home that doesn't live in your home, make sure you stay socially distanced from them at least six feet apart. Always, you know, everybody's supposed to wash their hands. You're supposed to bring extra supplies and extra masks. It's really kind of agonizing. As you go through this, you're like, but it's Thanksgiving. And we heard from the great Governor Cuomo from New York. And I, I don't I don't want to play it again because I cannot take the guy's voice. I do not want to hear it again. Um, don't forget. I mean, we played it yesterday, right? It's your family. It's your home. It's your table. These are all environments where you feel safe. And that is the beauty of Thanksgiving. I'm at home with my family. I'm in my safe zone. Your safe zone is not a safe zone. Your safe zone is dangerous this year. Please, love is sometimes doing what's hard. This year, if you love someone, it is smarter and better to stay away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Now, that's not the thing that I actually agree with. The thing that I do agree with during the rules and regulations, I'm sorry, the recommendations from the CDC, is uh, while you're preparing your Thanksgiving dinner and you're attending the gatherings or whatever you're, you're going to do in your own little world, okay, um, you need to limit the number of people in food preparation areas. Okay. All right. No problem. You stay in there and cook. Me? <laughs> I'll be over here. Well, no problem. Did you know? Did you know? If you drink coffee, you support white supremacy. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't know that either, but it seems to be true because it's on social media. So, according to this, um, you're being asked, uh, are you an avid coffee drinker? Uh, together, we can put Starbucks and 7-Eleven out of business. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know what I want to do. Well, what is coffee? Coffee is a brewed drink prepared from roasted coffee beans, the seeds of berries from certain c- coffee species in the plantae kingdom. What are you talking when coffee berries turn from green to bright red in color, indicating ripeness, they are picked. Thank you. 
they're processed and dried, dried coffee seeds. I mean, we're just taking us through the whole coffee bean process. They're roasted to varying degrees depending on the desired flavor. Roasted beans are ground and then brewed with near-boiling water to produce the beverage known as coffee. Coffee is a world-renowned drink that is more often than not dark black in color. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm still trying to be convinced why it's racist of me to drink coffee. Well, racial inequality. As raw coffee is only black in color, this immediately raises red flags. Really? Okay, how is that? Well, coffee is prepared by pouring hot water onto coffee beans and then allowing that to brew. Water seeps through the ground coffee, absorbing its consistent chemical compounds and then passes through a filter into a cup. Ground coffee, also known as brewed coffee, has an extremely potent and bitter taste. This is incredibly problematic as it wrongfully predisposes coffee drinkers into thinking that the color black is associated with undesirable and unwanted outcomes. How dare you! This is absolutely incredible. We are we are ruining what real racism is by doing something like this. This is ridiculous. Furthermore, coffee is typically made bearable to drink by adding unnecessary extras such as sugar or cream. The fact that both these popular third-party additions to coffee are white in color, uh-huh, and serve a purpose to enhancing the coffee drinking experience is racist okay um let me just say uh how about no according to this person they're offended and hurt that the only way to make coffee tasty and drinkable is through the association of white enhancement this ideology can uh, subliminally brain subliminally brainwash people into believing that desirable and naturally preferred outcomes are only attained through the incorporation of white people. <laughs> but what could I do? If there was something I could do to make it... Well, you could stop adding white sugar or cream to your coffee. You could try adding brown sugar to your coffee to support racial diversity and equality. You could add soy sauce, black, or your coffee instead of cream, white. What? You can protest at local Starbucks to boycott sugar. Oh, that's a good idea. You can sign petitions. And you can donate to all non-profit racial equality charities. You can do all of that. Or you can think that the whole thing is just BS and continue to drink coffee. That's incredible. I don't know how much traction this is getting. It showed up with a lot of hashtags, including... Monday, politics, protest, USA, USA 2020, 2020, coffee, supremacy, activist, government, act now, America, white, black. Oh, there was more than that. There was a whole bunch more than that. But, so if you're living on hashtags, there's a song in there somewhere for you. Um, just know that some people are th- trying to make it you to believe that coffee is now racist. Oh, man. Congratulations, though. Congratulations are in order to uh, HuffPo. 
uh, the HuffPost stock deal with BuzzFeed. Uh, BuzzFeed has now acquired HuffPost in a stock deal, and uh, you know that ends up with being uh, about a one point seven billion dollar deal. That's kind of that's not bad. It's not a bad deal to get into. Congratulations to uh, BuzzFeed and HuffPost. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but congratulations. Good luck. God bless. Uh, you know, they're joined forces and in pursuing their ad dollars. And whenever two big entities join forces, nothing but good comes of it. You can quote me on that. Did you want to hear it again? Okay. Whenever two big forces join forces. No, wait, that wasn't the quote. Whenever two big entities, entities join forces, nothing but good happens. Yeah, I like that. All right, so this story has been, I don't know why it's bugging me, but it just is. So Home Depot is going to pay $17.5 million, which doesn't sound like an awful lot of money in today's world from Home Depot, to 45 states and the District of Columbia to resolve a multi-state investigation launched in the wake of a breach of the company's point-of-sale information systems specifically those involving its self-checkout kiosk, okay? So, apparently they were hacked. It's a data breach. The intruders obtained the names, payment card numbers, expiration dates, and security codes of more than 40 million individuals, okay, who used Home Depot's self-checkout. It resulted in the compromise of 53 million consumer email addresses and passwords. And Home Depot didn't even discover it until months later. And when I say months later, this happened April through September of 2014. Ouch. Okay. Now, and you thought, okay, well, that's cool. They caught it. And it's been six years and they've addressed all this thing. Well... Okay, so due to the investigation, the cyber protection measures and placed malware enabling the theft of consumer information that consumers entered at store self-checkout kiosks, the settlement includes a host of injunctive terms designed to shore up cybersecurity at Home Depot. And it lists this list of security things. And I'm thinking, wait. So, this happened in 2014. It is now, I don't know if you know this, 2020. So, it's got, and I can't, let me see, add the one, carry the two, 18. You know, it's six years. It's been six years since this happened. So, I'm hoping that Home Depot has actually implemented some of these plans, uh, some of these, uh, you know, injunctive terms already because it talks about creating an information security program headed by an executive or officer whose chief role will be to implement the program and advise Home Depot CEO and board of directors on security issues to provide security awareness and privacy training for all Home Depot personnel whose jobs involve access to and responsibility for the company's network or consumers personal data maintain encryption protocols designed to encrypt personal information stored on laptops or other portable devices or when transmitted across public networks wirelessly seek to devalue payment card information 
through such methods as encrypting that information throughout the course of retail transaction at a Home Depot store, take steps to scan and map the connections between the cardholder data environment and the rest of Home Depot's company network to determine avenues of traffic and identity potential vulnerabilities, implement password policies and the use controls designed to manage access to and use of Home Depot's individual accounts, service accounts, and vendor accounts, and the policies must require strong and complex passwords and password rotation and prohibit the use of default group shares and it goes on and on and on thank you that's what i hear but why do i hear that because why is i i i hope i hope and pray that they've already done this but this is part of their deal part of the settlement i don't understand it's taken six years for home depot to implement this and, then, and, and if i read this right this is what they're going to implement not what they have uh, just incredible i hope that they already have and they were just like yeah we'll do that that's we'll we'll make that deal <sighs> well we've already done that so we're fine don't worry about it we've already implemented all that i hope that's true i i hope that's true because it didn't sound like that okay just saying it doesn't sound like that Sounds like for six years they've been just kind of dancing around, hoping that it doesn't happen again. And I hope that's not true. It probably isn't, really. Uh, you know, these large corporations and companies, they don't want your information hacked. I mean, they want customers, right? They want you to be happy customers. And so I would, I would they don't want it hacked. Now, with all the different hack stories that we've done, uh i've you know i've made jokes before and it's almost not a joke your information is out there if somebody wants your information and they want to use the information good bad or indifferent they will now there's steps you can take to slow down that process and pause that process no question but Without those steps, if someone wants to use your information, good, bad, or indifferent, they will. And even with those steps, they will, although they'll get blocked. So hopefully it's like the guy that is walking in the parking lot and he's checking to see if cars are unlocked. And so he finally gets to a car that's unlocked and that's the one he steals. Right. So if you're a hacker and you're going through... You're, you're going through the parking lot of information that you have, and you're going through to, oh, one block, one block, one block, one block. Ooh, this one isn't blocked, and that's the one they steal. So, I mean, at least try to have one wall up blocking your information. That's, you know, at least that would be, you know, probably a smart move. And I'm talking to myself now, because why, why would I have any? I mean, I can't even... I can't even open up a microphone at the studio and know that it's not live. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I've ever told you before, but that cold, refreshing drink is good. Congratulations, first, before we get uh, into uh, into the full, you know, 
break room extravaganza that it is. Congratulations to France. Uh, former French President Nicolas Sarkozy. Uh, on trial over allegations of corruption. I know, right? Get out of here. Now, it's the first time a French president is facing such charges. Yeah, normally they just off with their heads uh prosecutors say sarkozy bribed a judge with a cushy job in monaco in exchange for access to confidential info on a separate investigation into him uh the case of uh one of several against the former president who led france from 2007 to 2012 others include things like ah, illegal campaign financing ah, and benefiting from embezzled public funds ah. now Sarkozy hasn't denied all of this. So, I mean, there's that. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. So, if you're listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, um, you are what's considered a freeloader. And nobody likes a freeloader. If you are a subscriber to the podcast, then you become a freeloading subscriber and everybody likes you. Okay? So if you're just a freeloader, you need to you need to better yourself and better the world around you by subscribing to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Simple. There's a plethora of platforms that this podcast is available on. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, just to name a few. There are, I know there's plenty of others. Whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart. Then subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And as long as you're in the subscriber mode, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. (laughs) It's the same name, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So subscribe to that as well. And, uh, you know, your life was going to be so much better. So much better. You're going to realize that, oh my gosh, I'm not a freeloader anymore. I'm a freeloading subscriber. <sighs> my life is so much better. And it will be. And that's, you know, you'll feel it down inside your soul of how much better it's going to be. And once you become a freeloading subscriber, one of the rules, and there's only, there's only a couple of rules. One is, if your platform allows any kind of reviewing, you review doing the fat as, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. The other rule is, no matter what you're listening to, if if you have headphones on and you're listening to your spouse talk to you on the phone and someone says, what are you listening to? Your answer is chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. That's it. No matter what you're listening to, if someone asks you what you're listening to, your answer is immediately... Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. That's just a rule. It's a podcast rule. And that's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't make the rules. Actually, I do. But, uh, you know, I just live by them. Okay? So make sure you live by them as well. Okay. Coco, for, Coco Futures, all right, posted their biggest weekly gain in 19 19- years i know why didn't i invest in coco i should have a long time ago (laughs) so 
I guess the Ivory Coast and Ghana, those two West African countries, which account for 70% of the total global cocoa production, recently instituted a fee to boost cocoa farmers' incomes. And with the COVID lockdowns sapping demand for chocolate, buyers are looking for cheaper options, like tapping the futures market to skirt the fees. Duh. So, I mean, it makes... Uh, hello makes all kinds of sense according to the national retail federation retail sales in november and december could be up to 5.2 percent higher than last year could be we'll see we'll see oh you know one of the things that we talked about um this morning on pat unleashed is the clorox shipping almost one million packages of wipes to stores every single day think of that a million packages of wipes to stores every single day wow and those packages what do we those packages come in what this one that we have here sitting here in this in this desk here has 85 wet wipes in them okay so a million of those and a, you know, they're shipping a, almost a billion wipes a day. <laughs> and that isn't enough. They can't keep up with demand. So they have 10 extra facilities and their own facilities working 24-7. And they cannot keep up with demand. Just incredible times. I mean, we seriously, incredible times want to know another thing that's incredible why it's incredible times 88 percent of small businesses that have used up all their ppp funding according to goldman sachs study wow now that's the you know paycheck protection program which is part of the cares act to help small businesses stay afloat during the pandemic remember i told you about the guy the 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 outfit guy uh, that we went to when I got the George Washington jacket and the wig and stuff. We went to him. He has a, he's got, they have, they have, he's got a place that's full of of uh, outfits, and jackets, and hats, and makeup, and the whole kit. And he's spending his time applying for these loans and trying to stay afloat. And uh, now, I mean, the business owners are hoping that more aid is on the way, right? I mean, they're still having to remain closed or limited interaction with humans I try to try to sell online right trying to get things going online and have business i was just did i say it was amazing times yep i did and it is it is so apparently matt walsh uh who uh is now a guest on a uh slight jihad against bicycles now i was it was brought to my attention from uh amy what's her face who uh, at amy war uh, on twitter uh be and i think she's actually been on this podcast before if i remember correctly but she uh at least uh tweeted uh let's do this and she said i enlisted years ago uh and uh at jeffy jfr let's do this uh yeah uh welcome matt walsh to the uh to the bicycle war 
uh, to the jihad against bicyclists uh, on the road. Uh, welcome. I will say, and be 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 fair be fair warned that they do not take criticism lightly. Uh, I've already been uh, I've been attacked. And uh, I, I was not mutilated, but I was attacked against the bicyclists of America uh, for when I when I went against them. I made a joke on the air, and I immediately said, it, following the joke, that's just a joke. And I ended up I had to I had to bend over and kiss their butt. I had them on the air. We had to talk about bicyclists and the safety and how people in cars need to watch out for them and it is they they do not take kindly to people going against them Uh, that is for sure so listen matt uh welcome i see where you would uh you know one of your followers said i'd like to enlist a war on bicycles and matt quote tweeted that saying the army is growing i would like to say that uh i you know welcome to the Welcome to the fight. Uh, many of us have been a part of that for quite some time. And I used to have, and, th- and this is just, this is a hypothetical because it would never happen in real life. Uh, <laughs> never happen in real life. I see where Matt retweeted a story about uh, from Baltimore where a FedEx driver uh, was asked to get out of the bike lane he was obstructing. And the the FedEx driver said, "Get a car." <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, bicyclist, why don't you just ride around the FedEx truck that's parked there, delivering goods and services? He might be actually delivering someone's new bicycle, but you never you just still have to complain about him being in that bike lane, right? So, welcome to the fight, Matt. And you're right, Amy, I'm with you. Let's just continue on. You know, I used to have I used to have my kids, especially my oldest son. I mean, I just we'd be driving along and there'd be one or two bicyclists on the road slowing traffic down and again, this is hypothetical because this didn't really happen in real life. Uh would just I'd have all my son's friends open the window and we'd have them holler out the window get on the sidewalk and they'd scream I mean bicyclists used to give my kids the the finger they would holler and scream and ho- so and then I find out okay with some of the new rules and regulations uh around America bicyclists aren't supposed to be on the sidewalks they're supposed to be on the road because the sidewalks were meant for pedestrians walking and for people who are handicapped oh okay so don't i cannot tell you how frustrating it is when a herd of bicyclists are slowing down traffic and i get it i get it you got the right to be on the road but you're hindering our open roads and so I just ask, please, stay out of the way. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I don't want anything, uh, you know, I don't want people to holler at you or be mad at you. I don't want accidents to happen. I don't want anything. To, I just want you 
to move out of the way. I want you to move out of the way. Okay? So anyway, Matt Walsh, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world. So I've said, talked about one of my favorite uh, movie compilation, three movies, series, uh, is uh, Godfather, right? I mean, over the years. And if you watch, uh, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you know, uh, my wife and I have done, uh, we're doing these things called Pillow Talk. And the latest Pillow Talk edition is we went through a bunch of our movies uh, with DVDs and some of the, some, we actually talked about some of the ones that are digital now. And this first video is we went through the stack that are movies that I really enjoy. And then there's going to be an edition next week of uh, her movies, Amber's movies. And then the next edition will be our movies, movies that we all enjoy either as husband and wife or, you know, a family. And anyway, one of the, so subscribe to, you know, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on YouTube and you'll get, you know, pillow talk with myself and Amber. And don't worry about it. She's much better to look at than I am. Okay, so you're, you're good. Um, Diane Keaton has talked about a new recut of Godfather 3. I, I, I want to see it. I want to do it, please. Now, she claims that she was never a big fan of 3. And the world really wasn't a big fan of 3. I've stuck up for it. I mean, I love 1 and 2 is probably my favorite. Uh, but three is, you know, is worth it, and it's worth the trilogy of the movies to be part of it. It's a wrap up, but apparently uh, Diane Keaton uh, didn't really didn't really like. She joined the the masses of not liking it. But Coppola, I guess, got nothing better to do. So you know, it's the it's the lockdown. It's COVID nineteen. He's got nothing else going on, so he reshuffled some scenes around changed the music put a new beginning and ending to the show and uh rechristened it mario puzo's the godfather coda the death of michael corleone and so he invited diane and al pacino and talia shire and george hamilton to see the finished product at a private screening on the paramount lot and she said it was one of the best moments in her life to watch it she said i saw the movie in a completely different light than when i did back then and the way francis has restructured the beginning and the end uh and uh i'm telling you it worked so i would like to say frank i'm sorry francis uh ford coppola um when do we get this uh out and his answer would be December 8th. It's going to be available on demand and Blu-ray December 8th. So they're making another God for the Father movie that I have to purchase. Well, at least I have to rent it to watch it and see if it's worth it. But you can't have a Godfather movie that's out without having it part of your collection, right? That would be almost against Godfather law. There's one digital Godfather uh, collection that I don't have, and I think it was just done for TV. Uh, I'm going to have to find out now. Now that I'm talking about it, i, I got to remember where, where I saw it. But it's a compilation of all the movies together. I caught some of it one afternoon on one of the networks where they put them all together, 
because I remember sitting there going, wait, that's that's from one, and that's from two. And it, and I don't know if they did it good. I don't know if it was if the whole thing was good because I didn't I wasn't able to stick around for the entire eighteen hours. But uh, there, if if that's available, I might have to put that get that too because that seemed like a pretty good idea to do that if you could bring them all together. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to the Blu-ray or the on-demand video copy of Godfather. Is this Godfather three and a half? Godfather Four, or do we just consider it Godfather the Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone? Yeah, we'll just leave it there. So we're gonna have to get into at some point talking about the 100 pilot whales that have died in a mass stranding on uh, one of the remote Chatham Islands from New Zealand. Um, it's amazing that we're they spent all this money to try to rescue them, and and I don't. It's not that I hate pilot whales, but we don't know why they. <laughs> don't make me sad about them. I mean, I, I want to be sad, but we don't know why they do it. Now, here's the, they saved. Some of the animals had to be put down. Had to be put down. Because there were great white sharks in the water, which were brought in by the stranding. Yeah, they wanted to eat. That's what Mother Nature does. Oh, is there stranding of pilot whales? That sounds like it's dinner time. Maybe they stranded themselves because it's Thanksgiving. And that's Thanksgiving dinner for white sharks. They tell you, you know, it's getting time. You guys got to put yourself up on the beach. It's going to be a big you decay. Head out to the ocean. I don't know. Nobody knows. But these mass strandings, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's ugly. I know that. And, uh, you know, I know that remember in 1918, maybe it has something to do with pandemics. Because back in 1918, isn't that when we had the pandemic of the Spanish flu? A thousand of them beached on the same beach. So, I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with the, with the pandemic. I'm, you know, it's just guessing. I don't know that. I'm just guessing. And, of course, I wanted to congratulate what you can work on this weekend uh, as you're you know hanging out with those non-family members that aren't showing up at your house. Snapchat is giving a million dollars a day to creators with the most viewed videos. Huh? Spotlight. It's a Snap's TikTok clone. And okay, good luck, God bless. Uh, you know, if you can do it, uh, it's part of the uh, the new the new spotlight for Snapchat. Maybe if you get a video that takes off, you get a million bucks. Sweet. I know. Good luck. God bless. All right, so welcome to uh, Chewing the Fat. And for those of you that uh, listened to Pat Unleashed this week, you know that the show was fortunate enough 
to uh, have me uh, participate <laughs> in the broadcast. What, is that what you'd call uh, it? Fortunate? Uh, fortunate for oh. the, the for the broadcast. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. background Least broadcast. Right. Uh, joining me on uh, Chewing the Fat, which I'm told. For the first time ever. First <laughs> That's not really time true. ever invited. That's not really on true. Chewing the You've Fat. You've been on the broadcast before. No. I have. Oh, I might have peeked my head in and yelled something yeah. at you. Like, hey, fatso, <laughs> you done in here yet? That kind of thing. But. That counts in my book. <laughs> okay. That counts in All my right. book. But as a, as, a, as a particular guest, no. Okay. But we didn't get an opportunity during the Pat Gray Unleashed program this week to really talk a little bit about college football. Go a little in-depth. And I wanted to, right. and I, we could talk politics if you'd like. But, I mean, really. Politics sucks right If now, you had it? the choice, Pat, mm-hmm. if you had the choice, let's say you I'm had the choice football. of football. Say football president football Trump or okay. President Biden right or BYU Cougars winning the national championship oh like I'm the decider if you decide like I can either pick okay Trump wins again and has another four years or BYU wins the national championship this year oh my gosh don't do that. To me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that is a tough I mean, choice if, okay oh I man i know that's a tough choice I know. because I know. you know i could pick sure trump and then everything goes better included in the world right but if byu doesn't win the national championship does that make me happy no 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 it does no, not it does not <laughs> <laughs> so so that's a tough decision That'd be a tough decision. It sounds like you could make it, though. I think I could make it. I'm going. I'm going. BYU you win in the national championship. That would. Yeah, because it's only the second time in history. So, uh, I mean, we're going to have another presidential election in four years. So, so uh, and those of you listening uh, to this podcast, chewing the fat live on the uh, 25th of uh, November, 2020, uh, day before Thanksgiving, know that uh, yesterday. Uh, they came out with the college football playoff rankings. Oh, jeez. What and, an injustice that um, was. It uh, turns out that, uh, according to Gary Barta, the uh, selection committee chair, it was a challenge. Was it? It was a challenge. Yeah. And he revealed the rankings. And, you know, you're evaluating teams that have played three games against teams that have played played eight or nine games. Yeah, and they did a crappy job of it, too. Well, according to him, they embraced the chaos. Did they? They embrace the. That's according Is to that Gary. What happened? That's according to Gary. Yes. So um, mm. it appears mm-hmm. that the BYU Cougars, mm-hmm. according to what I'm looking at here, kind of on the outside looking are in, are behind again. three and two lost teams. Yes. So it doesn't yeah. appear to me, me as an outsider. I literally thought, okay, so they're ranked eighth. <laughs> Right, BYU's eighth in the AP and eighth in in the college right. or, or in the coaches poll. Okay, both polls, both major polls, they're ranked eighth. Now everybody said there's going to be some slippage because there always is with teams like BYU outside the Power Five. Uh, so they'll, they'll go three, maybe three notches. To, I thought they'd be tenth. Okay, I thought they'd go eight to ten, Ooh, maybe eleven. That's, that's even a big drop. Certainly no no lower than twelve, and you have to be in the top twelve to even qualify. Uh, for consideration for the yeah for the for, let alone for the big New, the, Year New Year six, six and for the college football playoff right they're on the outside of all of them they're at fourteen teeth I mean that's despicable four, that's embarrassing you, th- you know what that is that's religious persecution but you know what they, you need a Mormons. devil's advocate that's what you need and I'm gonna be it.
Okay. All right. Go ahead, devil's advocate, Christian. All right. Uh, Power five wins. None. Well, everybody knows they haven't but, played but a Power that's Five the, team. Hold this on, year. Devil's Advocate. Turn your mic off for a second, because now I don't want to hear the Devil's Advocate. Because <laughs> I've been turned into a BYU fan from from you, Pat. Okay. And so I've really uh, kind of ticked myself yeah, at this whole thing. It sucks. Thing. And I don't. I believe that what they did, and I know that according to Gary, they embraced the chaos. Mm-hmm. But they embraced it by using the same set of. Per- Parameters that, that they, they use every year, every year. which you can't well, do. You can't do right. And if you want to talk strength of schedule, nobody's playing uh, a typical strength of schedule. Correct uh, schedule this year uh, because you've got the SEC playing only the SEC. You got the Big Twelve playing the Big Twelve. You got the Pac Twelve playing the Pac playing the Pac Twelve. But all of those are better than BYU playing traditional BYU teams. What? No, no. They're, no, they're not. No, they're not. What do you mean traditional? BYU plays Power 5 schools every year. In uh, fact... They, they played six of them last year. And not this they, year, they're not. Well, yeah, well, they lost their the, schedule because of, schedule. Of, the, of the disease. They had Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Stanford, <laughs> and Missouri. Mm-hmm. And the University of Missouri. But now that's a loss. No, that's a, that's a big win. Mizzou we Tigers. crushed Missouri and this I, year. Well, it didn't we happen the last time you played Missouri. No, but it would have happened this year. Would have happened. <laughs> I will say, it would have been a close game against Missouri. No, it would not have been a close game. <laughs> I don't think it would be either. All joking aside, seriously, I, I, they're good this year. They're really good. Every pundit mm-hmm. is in love with Zach, Mister. I'm going to be the Heisman Trophy, at least a candidate for sure. I mean, yes. he's in New York, yeah. right? If they if they allow people in New York, and if you've listened to Kurt Kirk Herbstreit this year, he's in love with the Cougars, not just Zach, which he is. But he's in love with the whole team because they're so physical and they're good on the, yes. on the offensive and de- defensive lines. And they've defe- every game, right? They've won by at least more than seventeen. Right? Oh yeah, uh, the closest. Get, well, they had the seven point game against UTSA. They played crappy that day, and they only beat uh, uh, University of Texas San Antonio twenty seven twenty. Everybody else they've beaten by. Uh, the only other team that came within seventeen was Houston, who we beat by seventeen. Every other team, right. we've so, beaten by 30 to 40 crushed them. points or crushed 50. Them. Yes. Embarrassing. Yes. Embarrassing. And so it's it's just a shame. It is because it's they've done what shame. they could against the schedule that they were given. It's just this a is, shame. This is all they could do. Um, so it is a shame. And so now they have to get somebody to play next week in order to to try to fill in that gap and get back into the top 12. Because obviously, a win over San Diego State on the last game is not going to do much for them. No. I don't think. No, they're not. It's, it's very. It, I mean, being undefeated, nine games. Yeah, nine and zero. Uh, very disappointing. Winning by an average of thirty-three and a half points a game. And so, uh, and this this whole thing with Washington, if I might throw this out too, of course, this whole controversy with Washington, who says, "Yeah, we asked them to play, and they said no. They docked us. They were waiting for the college football playoff rankings. No." That's not true. In fact, the coach called everybody. The team was going to go. Many of them were going to fly out on uh, Monday and go home for, for Thanksgiving because yeah. we didn't have a game coming up this week. Instead, he said, "No, we got a game against Washington. We got practice on Monday." So they practiced for Washington Monday. By Monday afternoon, the game was off. So, uh, what happened? Uh, it seems like Washington's playing Utah this weekend because the Pac-12 mandates that they can drop the other team. 
for a conference game if one becomes available. If one becomes available. And it did. And amazingly. Amazingly. <laughs> it did. So that's really unfortunate. One would think that that would almost be like Washington and or Utah saying, hey, why don't you play us? Right. You don't want none of BYU. <laughs> one would think that that might be a one conversation. That, yeah. In yeah, the, yeah. In the, now, there's no proof of that. No. There's no proof of that. And I'm, you know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not an attorney, like Miss Powell. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't have. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just wielding accusations out there on on both Washington and Utah. But Pretty good guess, though. I'd say. Yeah. Pretty good I would guess. say so too. So we'll see. Um, they got an open. They got an open week next weekend, where I'm hoping they'll fit in a Power Five team of some kind. You think? Uh, or, or or Cincinnati if they'll play us, but they probably won't because they're ranked seventh. Right, they're still in it. They're still in it. So if they play BYU, that that's a big chance. They're taking a big, yeah, big risk. Hey, I mean, you hey, gotta Pat, believe in your team. Mm-hmm. I, I just I want to say one more thing before you guys wrap. Mm-hmm. I may be the devil's advocate, but I also mm-hmm. sympathize with your plight because my frogs might be trash this year, mm-hmm. but in 2014 we were not. No, they were good. TCU is ranked third. Going into the final week before they select the playoff, they win fifty-two to three. They drop three spots out of the playoff. <laughs> Jeez, I know. Wow, oh, three that's... to six after yeah. doing exactly what we needed. Well, it's to almost do. like teams with off. three letters suck. <laughs> <laughs> if you're only known by it's three almost, letters, it's almost gone. like that. Well, <laughs> unless you're USC. And that's not exactly. So maybe that's not such no, a good not theory a good after theory all. Anyway. Give him hell. It's TCU. Right. It, it's just, uh, I was really, I, I'm, I know I'm not as angry as you, but it's very, very disheartening. It really is. Uh, this was, this really was, is. This was it, actually set to be uh, a special year. Now, would they yeah. have won those games that didn't happen? Obviously, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But it. With, but I think they would have. I think they would have too. I think they would. I really do. I think they would have too. They they mm-hmm. they look. They look good. Like they would have. They honestly do yeah. look good. I mean, I think to pretty much any objective, unless you're from the godless animal school, University of Utah, any time, any right, objective well. person can look at this team and say, "Yeah, they're they're pretty stinking good. They're pretty good." Would they beat Alabama? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I'd sure like so, a chance to try. Yeah, it would be nice. To I'd see. like to see. I'd like to see BYU play Alabama, Notre Dame, yeah, Clemson. No, I think we beat Notre Dame. I'm not so sure about Alabama and uh, and Clemson, but I'm not sold on Notre. I think we beat Notre Dame. I'd love the chance to try. I know. Love the chance but, to try. We're not going to get it. However, I did read that uh, one pundit. Is mm-hmm. talking about the possibility of them playing in the uh, New Mexico Bowl, which ends up actually being played this year in Frisco, Texas. Really? So if that happens, that would be that's. I mean, that's a lower tier bowl. But, I know, but, but I'd like it'd to be an opportunity to, to go. Opportunity goes if. They're allowing fans, which they right. might they not. They might not. In Frisco, in Texas, they may, though. Limit, limited they might. fan. Yeah. You know, limited It'd attendance. be fun to see them. But the New Mexico Bowl, not uh, exactly exciting. To no. <laughs> not no. when people are talking. On Christmas Eve? Yeah. On Christmas Eve, too? No. And they're talking They're talking about the uh, Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, or the Fiesta Bowl. Any of those would be perfectly acceptable. Those are pretty big bowls. Yeah, those yeah, are good, big, bowls. good bowls. Yeah. But at number 14, they're not going to see any of them. So that's why they need a, a Power 5 opponent next weekend. So you need to get on the phone to uh, 
mm. a Power 5 team and say, you should play them. Yes. You should play them. <laughs> That's my challenge. Any Power 5 team listening right now, don't, and the, and don't the, wuss out. And the coach, uh, Sataki? Yeah. Is that, I, wanna, mm-hmm. I always say it wrong on purpose. And I Kalani I wanna say Sataki? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, I, I loved some of his comments were like, we're ready, we'll play anybody. Let's yeah. go. We, I mean, he right. talked about this first part of his press conference or his interview kind of was like, uh, uh, you know, Sounded like him that we're you know we need we get better and we're you know I love our guys yeah the same old cliches yeah mm-hmm. and, but then he went on to say we're not ducking anybody right uh, we'll I think play he's anybody. a little pissed I think so. he should be I think he the deserves number, to the be number fourteen thing pissed him off and it should it absolutely should yeah. all right Pat Gray unleashed right. for the uh, first time on chewing the fat yeah thank you thank finally you so much. Uh, thank you thanks for the invite you're welcome anytime anything I could do. So I don't normally go in depth like that, but uh, you know, Pat, I wanted to get him a little wound up on uh, on BYU, and it's uh, you know, it's fun. And we could talk some more football, and we could talk about the new regulations for the NFL. They all have to wear masks, and we're going to see that on the sidelines. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I can't wait. And the double gators now. Now the new thing with the masking. Get ready because it's coming. And I felt that with the with the new NFL protocols where players, they have to have the mask on or the double gators. So now they want double. Now they want double. So because the coaches were just wearing the shields, and you have to have the shield and the mask on now. It's not just the shield. So be ready for places to say oh if you just have a mask on fine go ahead but if you're wearing a gator is that is that a double gator no oh no that doesn't count what are you kidding me we already know it doesn't work really <laughs> i mean it's to make you feel better that's just amazing and i'll leave you with uh, since this is a if you're listening to this um on the thanksgiving weekend i hope that you made it through safely without having your neighbors uh, rat you out and let the police and authorities know that you had more people in your home than you were allowed to have by rules and regulations. And if that's the case, if you have neighbors going around your neighborhood looking for cars and how many people are in your house and trying to report on you, you need a new neighborhood and you should find one quickly because it's not going to get much better. Wait, I'm supposed to be uplifting, right? I'm supposed to be uplifting. It is going to get better, and you should go out and talk to them and become friends and let them know that everything's going to be okay there. Did that sound uplifting? I think it did. Studios again. Feels good though. 